Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. So glad that you're here as we are moving into, at least in the Western Hemisphere, the um, winter time of the year. And it's such a good time, I think, to really start to come inside, start to really reconnect with yourself if you've been kind of too much out in the world, especially obviously if you have some hormonal imbalances going on or other things happening, which brings me to today's guest. Her name is Rini Kana, and she's the founder of Love Your Moon Cycle, a clinical herbalist and purveyor of ancient wisdom and medicine. Over the last five years, Rini has been helping women around the world battle PMS and painful periods using ancient medicinal wisdom and Ayurveda. Not only have these women been able to find relief from painful periods, but they have also transformed their lives to feel energized and vibrant throughout their cycle. Welcome, Rini. Thank you. Yes. I'm so glad that you're here to talk about this because, you know, as we were talking about before we got on today, um, you know, I've, I've dabbled a bit in Ayurveda and I think it's such a, um, amazing thing to sort of look at these ancient approaches or ancient medicinal, you know, um, ways of being that, knew all this information way before what we're discovering now, right? A lot of what we're discovering now, it's like, oh yeah, they already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so to be able to tap into that and all of that wisdom, and I, you know, I love, and actually I'd love for you to share with the audience today about how you learned about Ayurveda to start. Yeah, absolutely. So like I was saying, Ayurveda is, it's, it's in my blood. So it's ancient Indian medicine. Um, for us, it's something that just seems to be passed down through generations. So um, 20 years ago, my early 20s, I used to live in Mumbai, India. Um, I went there for a three-year stint and lived with my grandmother while I was there. And so she was the one who would start, she started using these remedies on me because um, I wasn't, I was born and raised in, in Toronto, Canada. So going to India was like a shock on my system. Oh yeah, I bet. And I was doing well, a lot. So, um, <laughs> She had all, she'd always be concocting something for me and like pulling out her herbs and making something and it always worked. And so I got so fascinated and I mm -hmm. thought she's full of so much wisdom. And I started to just sit down with her and learn from her, like everything she knew. Um, and, and I took it really for granted. Like, I just thought these are just family recipes or things that are passed down. Um, and it wasn't until recently that I really got into Ayurveda um, when I had my own health issues and I mm. started think about my grandmother um, and I started to think about the things that she used to tell me and I started to turn to that um, when obviously um, the medical system didn't have answers for me I found my answers in ancient medicine and yeah. then I realized the value of the stuff that she was sharing with me and that you know it is really valuable like you said it's valuable stuff that it's just so much wisdom so much knowledge and science is just starting to catch up and discover it and create frameworks around it um, and I got to this 
place where I was like, well, I don't need the frameworks. I think that we can just move forward and start using it. Yeah. You're like, I know it works. So we don't, you know, and, and I understand that there's a lot of people that, you know, whatever brought up in the Western medicine ideals of, we need this structure and we need this framework in order to believe something. And that's fine though. I think what you just said about your own experience of not really finding answers within that system, you know, you get to a point where you're like, well, this is not working. And so let me try something else, whether it has, you know, this sort of defined thing or not. And um, I think about Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, you know, even if, I mean, it's completely different framework, obviously, but even if it doesn't have these sort of technical studies and things behind them, which we are more and more, but even if you don't have those, we're talking about millions of people, right. Over thousands of years that this information came from, right. So the amount of, um, actual, you know, if you look at that from a like study perspective, that's been studied on a whole lot more people than our allopathic medicine has. Really? It's evidence-based, right? Yeah. People mm-hmm. evidence of it working in that that's what we're, we're basically going on here. And, yeah. and most of the people that I work with, either it's something that they've kind of, you know, they're very comfortable with because it's in their family and it's mm-hmm. traditional and they believe in it, or they've gone to a place where they were so desperate because there were no scientific yeah. answers for them that you have no choice but to have faith. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll dive more into Ayurveda connecting to your hormones here in a few minutes, but I want to talk to you first about the inner moon cycles. Like, I think this is fascinating when I was reading about it on your website. So can you share exactly what that's all about? Yeah, absolutely. This was like, um, ancient wisdom. I, I, you know, I, I, from what I understood, it was like, you know, Western medicine or West, Western ancient medicine um, mm-hmm. that, that talked about this, but it blew my mind when I learned it. And what it basically says is that when you're, you can compare a woman's menstrual cycle to the moon, it's often called a moon cycle. And, mm-hmm. you know, often say it's 28 days long or whatever, um, and sync up with the moon. And I, and it's not necessarily about syncing with the moon, but it's more about understanding that you're mimicking the moon. So you're every month as you go through your cycle, whether you're menstruating or not, whether you're, you know, younger and you haven't started or you've already hit menopause, you're still cyclical. Mm-hmm. And you're still going through this cycle. And the cycle basically is this. So when you're on your period, you're a new moon. So new moon is dark, it's hidden, it doesn't want to be seen. For anyone that manifests with the moon, this is the time of setting intention. Mm-hmm. It's a time of solitude, of turning inwards. Most women feel that way, right? When you have mm-hmm. your period, you don't want to bother with the world. Yep. You just want You're to like under the stuff. covers. <laughs> exactly. That's, That's hibernation. Yeah. So it's not just the moon phases. It's the, it's the seasons of, of the earth as well. Mm-hmm. You're in your winter. You're in hibernation. And then as you come off your period, you go into a waxing moon Mm -hmm. or, you know, in seasons, it would be spring. Mm -hmm. And it's like a seed coming out of the dark, right? Coming out of the dark soil. So you've received the seed when you're in connection with divine. I say that when you're on your period, it's like full inward alignment. Mm -hmm. You're in your um, chakras. We'll talk about the chakras in a second. Yeah. When you come out and you're in, you're in spring, you're in that waxing moon, you're starting to put structure and form around the ideas that you have your Mm. masculine energy dominates at this time so um this is where you want to take action you want to start to connect with other people you want to do all of those masculine things this is why women feel so good in the first half of their cycle Mm -hmm. masculine patriarch Mm -hmm. and those masculine energies are really highly valued and respected and so we're 
meeting the expectations society has of us because we're good point we have, stamina, we have energy we can be out there we're taking action and doing and it's measurable right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you come into full moon or mm -hmm. ovulation mm -hmm. which is summer this is your inner summer your inner full moon you're shiny you're bright you're completely outwardly aligned that's mm -hmm. the way i see it um you're ovulating so you know, from a biological perspective, you want to mate. This is why you're outwardly aligned and you want to be out there and you feel energized yeah. and energetic. Putting all, that, all those juices out, right? <laughs> you are, right? Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're, you're, you know, when I tell women how to use this stuff for their business, I'm like, this is when you want to do a sales call. Yeah. This is when, you, want to, you know, do those presentations because yeah. you're glowing and people are feeling magnetized towards you. Mm -hmm. You're in your summer. So if you think about the earth in the summertime, she's giving, there's tons of fruit on the tree. There's lots for you. Like there's so much out there that she's just giving to you, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what's happening during ovulation. And this is where women get really tripped up because you're like superwoman during this time and you have all of this energy and you can multitask. Um, and so you want to be out there and you want to be doing things and you're like, I, I kind of say it's like a circle. So if you think of a circle, and you think of a line right on top of the circle and that point where the circle touches the line is ovulation mm. and you set your bar right up there and mm -hmm. you want to be there all the time oh you so want to <laughs> yeah and then you fall off a cliff because you're coming down the circle and you go into what we call pms right <laughs> all right um, and now you've had all this energy and you've scheduled all these things for yourself because that's where you think you're at and then you don't have the energy to do it because you're in autumn you're in your waning moon Mm -hmm. um, and this is a time of release, right? So if you mm -hmm. manifest a full moon, I'm just going to go back for a second, and you're in the full moon, you know that that full moon illuminates mm -hmm. and it shows you what needs to be released. And then during the waning mm -hmm. release phase, which is exactly what PMS is, if you've ever released emotions during PMS, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, it's autumn, the leaves are falling from the trees, Mother Nature is getting ready for winter for hibernation. This is when our feminine energies kick in. Mm -hmm. um, feminine energies, they're receptive, they're intuitive, they're emotional, they're reflective, they're introspective, right? This mm -hmm. is when we want solitude, we wanna turn inwards, we wanna start to, our inner world comes alive and we wanna process that, which is mm -hmm. why we don't need too much outer interaction when we're in that phase of our cycle. Um, and then you go back into your new moon and your period and that you fully inwardly aligned and you want mm -hmm. full solitude. Mm -hmm. I heard this, so I don't know if if your your listeners have ever heard of a red tent or if you've mm -hmm. ever heard of the red tent mm -hmm. concept, right? So the red tent was exactly that. It's a place to go and take solitude um, when you have your period. It's a place to connect with divine, to be nurtured because yeah. you're nurturing and giving when you're ovulating, but not when you're even Mother Earth shuts down pretty much in the winter time, right? Right, like, right, yeah. All the energies in, in in the ground, in her roots, inside, inwards. So. Uh, if if we had that option, right, to to go to the red tent, if we had the option of of being taken care of during that time by others, yeah, right. <laughs> and why, so there are countries actually. It's interesting because in Asia there are mm -hmm. countries that mandate a day, to, one to three days off a month for women. Wow, wow. Because they they still hold on to this. So the West is kind of catching up. It's been in debate, um, you know, in certain countries in Europe and North America is just really far behind on this yep. but <laughs> we need to catch up and I think it's, it's talking about it because when I heard it this way because I always thought I had ups and downs mm -hmm. and my this thing that just happened to me actually not even happened got in the way of my life got in the way absolutely that's right. how most women kind of look at it let's just get rid of it let's mm -hmm. regulate it 
Um, and so when I saw it this way, and I say it's like, you know, if a plant, I'm a herbalist, right? So for me, it's all about the plants. If a plant doesn't thrive, you don't blame the plant. You right. you change the surroundings. The environment. More, sunlight, more water, right? Mm -hmm. You change the environment. And women need to see themselves the same way, that you are cyclical and everything around you has to adapt to that because you can't change how right. cyclical you are. Right. <laughs> you can fight all you want and it's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. No, no. As many, you know, medications as you take, it's just going to, and it literally puts you in, for some women, debilitating pain yeah. that you have to lie down and you have to rest, right? That's yep. why we're feeling that pain. It's being forced. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I was a younger woman that had issues, you know, with my cycle pretty young. Um, and so I know there's plenty of younger women out there that do, but also I find that, you know, if you are younger and you're already having issues, or if you're not already having issues, it's better to get on top of, of this connection to your cycle younger because things are going to get tougher as you age, you know, as you get into the perimenopausal years when things get, you know, all whacked out. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? Because your body is always speaking to you. And when you're having PMS, it's trying to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And if you ignore it and you let it accumulate, right? PMS is actually when you're releasing, you're releasing toxicity, you're releasing toxic energy, which will eventually manifest in the physical. Mm. So like, don't pay attention to it and get out ahead of it um, and anticipate it and decode it. I call it decoding PMS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, missing out on things that will eventually scream at you because you're yep. not listening. <laughs> yep. They will come screaming <laughs> with a knife in hand. No, just kidding. But yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. so cool. I love, I've, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've known obviously about the, the cycle and sort of the, the things that happen, but I love all of that imagery brought together, you know, the, the seasons, the moon, you know, of our own personal cycle. So that's, that's really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so tell us a little bit more about uh, how you can use Ayurveda in order to balance out your hormones. Yeah. So what happened is once I saw this information and I started to process it, um, I had a background in Ayurveda and I was like, oh my God, this actually maps right onto the five elements in Ayurveda mm -hmm. and it maps right onto the chakras. Mm -hmm. And we know how to balance the, the elemental energies. We know how to balance chakras. So when you talked about getting out ahead of it, this is about saying, well, I know which energies are activated throughout my cycle. I know it'll show me where I'm off balance. And if I balance those energies in Ayurveda that we use principles of opposites to mm -hmm. balance, mm -hmm. if I apply those principles and I nurture myself accordingly throughout my cycle, I can get out ahead of it and I can stop you know, PMS and painful periods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's, that, that's where the whole like mind blowing thing came in. Cause I was like, so basically we talked about the seasons, right? Mm -hmm. So if we look at Ayurveda, we have five elements, mm -hmm. we have earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Mm -hmm. um, and these five elements combine to make three body types. So uh, we have kapha, which is air and ether. Mm -hmm. We, oh, sorry, kapha, which is earth and water. Mm -hmm. Uh, pitta, which is uh, fire and water, and vata, which is air and ether. Mm -hmm. um, and so we balance these through opposites. So for example, if you have excess kapha in the body of excess earth and water energies in the body, these are heavy, denser energies, you're going to balance it with something that's lighter or that's warmer, which is fire, air, and ether. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So now if we go through, so what, what I notice is that 
the seasons also have elemental energies coming alive. So mm -hmm. uh, winter, um, so sorry, let's start in spring. Spring is like earth and water. It's mm -hmm. like, so you're looking at late winter, early spring, we're in kapha season, earth okay. and water. Okay. As things start to warm up, we go into pitta, which is water and fire. Obviously, summer is pitta season mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. hot. And then autumn is vata season. It's mm -hmm. air and ether. You have that cool, crisp air, right? Mm -hmm. You have all that going on. Um, and then, sorry, it's like, I would say, depending on where you live. So it's very dependent on the climate where you live, mm -hmm. when the seasons change over, but that's the gist of it. So as right. you go into late fall, early winter, you're in vata season. So now um, if you look at your cycle, that it just maps right on there, right? So mm -hmm. as you're coming off your period and you're going into ovulation, that's kapha time. Mm -hmm. Energies, if you think about it, they're very strong. They're all about stamina. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to take action, mm -hmm. um, all of those things. And then you go into um, pitta season, which is ovulation, right? Mm -hmm. Fiery, there we go, that, mm -hmm. that summer coming in again. And then vata, which is air and ether, which is PMS time, which is, again, this is why we often feel tired. We have anxiety. We feel depleted. Mm -hmm. Those are all um, vata symptoms, excess vata. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that mapped on. And then I kind of went into chakra energies because you're actually activating each chakra as you go through your cycle. So because the chakras also relate to the five elemental energies. I, don't mm. know. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're on your period, you're in your crown chakra. So crown is our connection to divine. This is why we're taking solitude. This is why we're inwardly aligned. This is where we're receiving that seed of purpose or inspiration. Mm -hmm. And then you go the crown and you go into your root chakra. You plant the seed, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're coming off of our period. Um, and like I, I mentioned before, it's like that creation, that seed coming out through the, the dark soil and starting mm -hmm. to sprout. So mm -hmm. you're going to the sacral chakra. And then from sacral, we move into the solar plexus, getting more heat, more will, more action, right? Solar plexus, okay. if you think about someone that has a fire in their belly and they're driven mm -hmm. and they're taking action, that's mm -hmm. where we're at. Mm -hmm. Then we move into the heart chakra. So mm -hmm. this is ovulation, full outward alignment, mm -hmm. connected to everybody else, looking for that mate to, you mm -hmm. know, ovulating, right? You're in your heart chakra. Yeah. And then we move into our throat chakra, right? So this is when we go into PMS and that truth starts to reveal itself to mm. us and start to feel emotional about it. Then we go into our third eye chakra as we're in PMS. This is where in intuitive feelings are coming from. Dreams get activated during this time. And I talked about our inner world being active. This is why so many women want solitude during PMS is because mm -hmm. there's so much going on in here and around here during PMS it's very hard. Outside energies can be very triggering. Um, right. And I'm sure we've all felt it. We call it mood swings or like <laughs> you know, sudden reactions. But like there's so much going on in here and you have this outside world that has demands of you. Right. Of course you're going to have a reaction. Of course you're going to snap at someone because um, so many emotions and so many things are coming up through the throat and the third eye chakra mm. during PM. Um, and then from there we go into back into the crown during our period. So as these energies activate, you can balance them. If you notice an imbalance, you can start to balance them out. And there's so many different tools to do that. So can you give us an example of what you would do, say maybe like during your period when you do have, you know, these outside energies coming at you? Yeah, I'm going to say solitude, yeah. <laughs> which is probably not the answer everybody has. <laughs> right. Going on with our lives. Right. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I learned 
through this journey and working with so many women is that when you take time for solitude and reflection, you're actually more efficient mm, when you go back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for right? sure, hundred percent. You know what you're doing now, right? Your yeah. mind is clear, refreshed. You've released toxic things, and you're coming back fresh and new. Yeah. So I would say solitude is huge. Meditation is huge because mm-hmm. these are so active. You need to ground and center. Mm-hmm. Um, air and remember PMS your period is air and ether, right? Think of a tornado. I always tell people, think of a tornado. If you're caught up in those energies, you're going to be thrown around. Yeah. And that's what happening to most women. But if you're grounded and centered in the middle of it, you're actually having visibility to all of this energy, which is actually also information mm-hmm. ability to it being in the center. So meditation grounding, mm-hmm. if, if anyone likes grounding, like going outside and just connecting to the earth and feeling that stability and grounding mm-hmm. uh, is huge. Um, you know, there's also like different herbal remedies that you can do. So if you're feeling that if for women that have excess vata, they're going to feel crampy. They're going to feel um, anxiety. They're going to feel dizziness, lightheadedness, just a sense of feeling very airy and not grounded. Mm-hmm. Think of heavier grounding, nourishing foods like, you know, oatmeal or nuts, like heavier oils, anything like that. That's going to make, that's why we have cravings actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of women will crave sweet and salty. Those are very grounding. Right, tastes. right, right. Fatty foods is what you're craving during yeah. because you're looking for that grounding, that nourishment. So um, I always tell women eat differently, like make four different um, menus for like the four weeks. The of your Four schedule. weeks. Yeah. 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 So, um, do you feel like meditating on a particular chakra during that season is helpful too? A hundred percent. If you're feeling imbalanced, if you're into crystals, um, you can kind of meditate with like a certain crystal that, you know, will calm the Mm -hmm. chakra Mm -hmm. already activated Mm -hmm. or do, you know, if you're looking for grounding during your period then take like a heavier, like a a black crystal, like I always say, the black ones are more grounding, right? The root chakra ones. And yeah. Meditate with that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, uh, there's definitely times where I just can intuitively feel like I need to focus on this chakra today. And so I'm going to pay attention and see, you know, I haven't really thought about that syncing up with my cycle, but I'm gonna start paying attention to that. Um, I love that. So with, with Ayurveda and um, let me see if I can like wrap my head around this question <laughs> exactly. But like, so I know that there's what the Vic Rudy, right. And the pack pack Rudy, is that right? Yeah. So the, the imbalance you're born with, which one yes. is that one? Is, um, is that Vic so, Rudy or Prak Rudy? I'm so there's, so basically what there's, what you're, what you are at conception. Yes. Yes. Is your ideal balance. That's ideal balance. Okay. You want to be at. You okay. already imbalanced by the time you're born. Right. 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 That's your perfect imbalance or whatever. And then you have the imbalance of where, whatever right now is happening, which doesn't always line up right with what you were born with. Exactly. Right. So that's the victory that you're talking about. Right. So you're you're coming. So in Ayurveda, we don't use numbers to gauge your health. So it's not like there's a standard Mm -hmm. or range. It's about um, what you're born with, like what you're, what your elemental makeup needs to be, mm-hmm. like the ideal makeup in order for you to fulfill a purpose, mm-hmm. all, right? Um, and you're made a way to fulfill your purpose, but then you stray from that. That's why we start to feel like we're lacking purpose. Mm-hmm. We're out of alignment when you mm-hmm. look at ancient medicine. 
Right. Finding that alignment. So going back to what you were meant to be that ideal balance, Mm -hmm. uh, use principles of opposites. So Mm -hmm. let's just say, um, you're, uh, you know, born with a lot of Pitta energy, a lot of fiery mm-hmm. energies. And now these are gone off balance. These mm-hmm. have been your strengths your whole life, right? You're a perfectionist, you, you know, you're mm-hmm. um, very driven and you're motivated and, you know, you're probably um, social and you have good concentration. So you start to draw on this so much mm-hmm. that that energy in your body and you have excess heat in the body. Mm-hmm. Heat in the body always leads to issues in the cardiovascular system. Mm-hmm. Of Mm-hmm. or even solar plexus area mm-hmm. um, so we want to cool that down so we're going to use opposites to cool that down and bring it back into the balance where it was at where you were born with when you didn't draw on it so much and try and increase it right? yeah yeah well my personal story around that was um so i was born pitta vata yeah but then i was vegan for about seven years my twenties and I switched to Vata Pitta. Right. And so you can really see just that, even just dietarily how you can get thrown off. Right. And the, that wasn't really the best for my body, but, um, I'm curious how, how does that play into sort of as you cycle throughout the month, you know, are you kind of always shooting to be in your, uh, you know, what you were born with or it, and this is why I know it's big and probably harder than to explain in, in just a simple synopsis, but what you're getting at is cycles within cycles, right? Uh-huh. So I, I, I teach my clients, I, I say, you have to identify your cycle type because yeah. every gotcha. woman, when I said, when I talked about what we're experiencing in the seasons, we're all going to experience it uniquely based on our individual body type. Okay. Gotcha. And so, you know, somebody like you with the excess um, vata or excess mm-hmm. pitta in the body, you're going to feel more around ovulation and PMS, mm. right? So that's mm-hmm. where you're, you're, you already have excess heat in the body mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and now you're ovulating and that your hot chakras are activated. The fire energies are hot. So you're going to feel it even more. Gotcha. Okay. Then okay. if it's summertime, yeah. outside, it's which I've, which is why summer's not my favorite season. Right. Like, I mean, I I like it better now in life, but still I'm like, I don't like it too hot. And because of that pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love autumn, you know, falls and even winter too, you know? So yeah. Yep. And to, to add to that even more, um, we talk about women going through hot flashes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Now you're in, cause your life has kapha Pitta and Vata as well. Right. Kapha, right. You're building that foundation of your life. Mm. Then you get the prime of your life. You're in your fire. You're in your heat. Yeah. There's another cycle going on even bigger than that. And right. then as you go into Vata, you, you know, as, as you get older, you want to be more, your solitude matters more to you. You don't mm. not so people think about you mm-hmm. it matter as much as your inner world, your inner thoughts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that cycle going on too. So what I tell women is like the best basic place to start is know that the first half of your cycle, you're mainly in your kapha energies, mm-hmm. eat lighter foods, okay. eat alive foods. Like um, I, I get women to create rituals. So my ritual is like a cup of coffee because it's stimulant, like it's, it's time for a stimulant, mm-hmm. or, you know, get you going. So, mm-hmm. So that's the main thing. So in, in the first half of your cycle, eat lighter foods, eat less often. Um, otherwise, you're going to accumulate excess kapha. That it mm. actually 
So if you eat too heavy, then you're going to have too much kapha going on, essentially. Earth, water, it's that heavier en- okay. energy. And you're going to feel, you probably feel it during PMS as like lethargy and mm-hmm. like depression. When women come with, um, I feel very sad before my period. I'm like, yeah, that's accumulated in the beginning. Mm, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So eat lighter foods less often in the first half of your cycle. Mm-hmm. As you go into ovulation, your fire, like your body's heating up, your digestive fires are stronger. Mm-hmm. If you want days cheat on your ovulation day and like have, you know, whatever it is, whatever, like yeah. not eat all the time. Yeah. Um, your, your fires are stronger. You can, you, you're going to start burning that off. So start mm-hmm. eating more, start eating. Pitta can almost eat almost anything without issues, except for um, spicy foods. Mm-hmm. And so cut yeah. back on eating foods, which are usually spicy and pungent. Well, and I have rosacea, which goes, I think, along with pizza just perfectly. Right. So it's like, yeah. of course, yeah, the spicy, the caffeine, all of that's like triggers for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Excess heat. And um, even though I love them. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it, it's your strength and yep. you're drawing on it and it helps you keep going, but yep. it's eventually going to lead to burnout. Yes. That's why it's called burnout. There's so mm. much in your body. You just, you burn, burn out. out. Yeah. That's a, another great sign for the women that have excess heat in the body yeah. after ovulation. They usually just burn out. Mm. They, it's like they've fallen off. Mm, that makes sense. That, it's more of a slower depletion. Mm-hmm. It's starting to feel depleted or um, heavy and lethargic. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. we come into Vata, as you go into the second half of your cycle, mm-hmm. remember we have the cravings, we want the heavier um, nourishing mm-hmm. foods, but you want to go for the healthy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You want to go for, this is where you can have fruits if you if you live in that kind of a, a climate. Mm-hmm. This is where you can have like, you know, more of like, the oats, the oils, the, the nuts. So seeds mm-hmm. in the beginning of the cycle, nuts mm-hmm. second half. Second half. Okay. Okay. So anything heavier yeah. is, is what you want to do during PMS. And during your period, this yeah. is where you can fast. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Okay. Because it, it really, I mean, I've always noticed for me, the less I eat during my period, you know, the especially the first couple of days the better it is. Right. Even though sometimes you want to, it's like, you're not even hungry, but you want to eat just whatever cravings and that kind of thing, but it always made the situation worse. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Yeah. And even if you look at cultures around the world, they fast to build that connection with divine. Right. 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 So this is why, right. This is where you're, you're trying so hard to connect with divine. You don't want those grounding. Right. Things. Right. You want to be in the ethers, right? Yeah. In the chakras. And, and let your body um, release all of the things that it's releasing, right? And so not sort of getting in the way of that with, exactly. um, yeah, with food. So fascinating. I love like all of the different things that it can do. So tell me a little bit about how you work with women. Um, so I have a 90-day program. And okay. in that program, we identify, like I said, we identify your cycle type. Mm-hmm. We look at which chakras are off balance because that's usually the key indicator. Um, and I love saying this to people because it really takes them by surprise. I'm like, you can have one symptom or a hundred. It usually traces right back to two chakras. What? Yeah. One to two it's amazing, chakras. right? It is. Like, yeah. that's why I was like, the system is so ancient, but it, it just makes so much sense. And it, yeah. it, it, it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, then we look at your chakras, which chakras are off balance. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we identify your Ayurvedic body type so that we can understand your, your, where in your cycle you're most likely getting triggered and mm-hmm. what's causing the 
PMS. Mm -hmm. um, we decode the PMS because that's super important. PMS is releasing toxic energies from the body. Um, and when we suppress that, as opposed to understanding it, mm -hmm. um, we're losing out on information that can tell us what chronic ailments might be affecting mm -hmm. physically in the future. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so that's a huge part of what I do. And then we look at your masculine and feminine energies and how you can harness them in your lifestyle um, to be more efficient, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of this feels inefficient when I'm saying, well, you got to journal every day and you got to meditate and you got to relax. And, um, but it's, it's learning that there are certain things in your specific life. So, mm -hmm. you know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs um, and I'm like, during that PMS phase and during your period, these are the things that you should be doing in your business. Mm -hmm. And then the other tasks that you can do, the doing tasks can come later on and you'll be a lot better at them because you're well-planned and you know exactly what you're going to need to do. Right. Um, right. So we do that. We look at all of that um, at, over a course of 90 days. And it's always small baby steps because it mm -hmm. sounds like a lot, but you do the small things that give you big impact. Mm -hmm. Well, and, yeah. and I think, you know, I'm glad you brought the lifestyle aspect up because I am, you know, constantly telling my clients, I mean, a lot of times they will want to know, you know, which supplement do I need to take, you know, which even which food, but nothing, none of that is going to work if you don't shift your lifestyle. Right. And particularly the amount of stress that women are under. And like you're saying, like going against where you are in your cycle and sort of pushing at these different places in your cycle where that's not where your body wants you to be. It really is such a huge part of the, the issues. Right. I mean, and there's no way that those problems are going to, you know, take care of themselves until you start shifting that. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Like resistance is what creates pain. Yeah. Yeah. And the more we resist, yeah. the more pain we're going to find ourselves in. So. Absolutely. And it's tough yeah. in a society that pushes us to constantly be working like a man, you know, or like that masculine energy, you know, and it's like, that's not what our body is made to do. Yeah, no, we're, we're, you're, you're right. We're yeah. literally pushed into being in our masculine energy so much mm -hmm. that our feminine energy starts to feel really foreign to us mm -hmm. and frustrating, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, that's actually one of the biggest things I've noticed is that it's not about, you know, women, especially with the mood swings, it's mm -hmm. not about, it's, it's, it's not about the actual feeling itself. That's, that's troubling people. It's mm -hmm. about not knowing how to process it or what mm -hmm. to do with it. Mm -hmm. And they're channeling it in all the wrong ways because there's no, no one ever talks about this. We're taught in school how to think rationally and logically and, yep. and crunch the numbers and, you know, create, you know, even if you're writing an essay, there's a format, there's a, a framework and a structure. Mm -hmm. What about all that chaos that's going on in your mind? How do you, you know, process that? How do you give it space to yeah. show you something? Yeah, absolutely. One other question I had, um, so for women that are, you know, going into perimenopause or already are in perimenopause, can things still line up, even though, you know, the cycle can go all off whack, you can have a lot of anovulatory cycles, you can, you know, have a period after two weeks, you can have a period after two months. Yeah. It is, can they still get into this, you know, rhythm in the same kind of way? A hundred percent, because we're never going to stop being cyclical, right? That's that's who we are. The length of your cycle might change, mm -hmm. the way you experience it might change, mm -hmm. but there's so many clues. And I think we've been so accustomed to thinking that our menstrual cycle is about bleeding, mm -hmm. and that's actually just one part of it, right? Like mm -hmm. we are changing through the whole cycle. It's, yeah. it's a cycle. 
It's yeah. not a few days. So um, I would say for women that aren't experiencing their period, it's never a reason to think that you're not cyclical. You still are. Mm-hmm. And there's so many clues that um, will help you get in touch with that rhythm of your cycle. Again. Well, I will tell you my mom, who's almost 75, She's yeah. still set. She says that there's still this time where she'll be, you know, sort of more tired, more out of it that kind of relates back to when she would have a period, you know? So it's like that goes to show, right? It's still, it's still happening on, on whatever level. It just looks different than when we're, um, you know, have menstruation still. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Even yeah. at that age. I know. Right. Pretty crazy. Um, Well, this has been fascinating. Thank you so much for sharing all this really cool information with us today. And I love all these connections. I'm really going to sit with this information and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start tracking the cycle a little bit differently, you know, because I, um, I mean, I, I know the power of working with your cycle and yet I still can get caught up in all of the, uh, you know, push forward as an entrepreneur. And, um, it just makes me feel so much better in my body when I reconnect to, you know, when I reconnect to the moon, when I reconnect to the, you know, different elements of the earth. So I really appreciate you sharing this really awesome. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And so let people know where they can contact you. Definitely. Um, the best place to find me, you can download. I have a, um, a guide to stopping PMS mood swings. It's at www.loveyourmooncycle.com. Mm-hmm. They can also come join me on Instagram at loveyourmooncycle. Nice. Perfect. All right. You guys, thank you so much for being here today. And I will see you next time. <laughs>